from the other side and I can see now with open eyes darkest water and deepest pain I wouldn't trade it for anything cause my brokenness brought me to you and these wounds are a story you'll use and so I'm thankful for the scars cause without them I wouldn't know your heart and I know they'll always tell of who you are so forever I am thankful And now I'm standing in confidence With the strength of your faithfulness And I'm not who I was before No, I don't have to fear anymore And so I'm thankful for scars you know some people wouldn't want to say that because scars they hurt they have stories but he had to be wounded he had to take on scars to heal our scars what a paradox amen but it's a testimony 
I can imagine what it's going to be like at the wedding supper where all the saints of the ages talk about the healing part, the overcoming part. And they'll look at us and say, you come out of Lady Ocean? <laughs> we want to listen. <laughs> what a beautiful song. Thank you, Sister Nyla. Amen. Let's, uh, let's sing that chorus, Greater Than All Our uh, Greater Than All My Sins and Gifts. Amen. He's greater than all of our scars, and he's the healer of it. Amen. He is greater than all my sins. Is the blood that still cleanses. Oh, it's grace. It's the grace that still says be free to praise him I know the blood's applied I'm walking in newness of life and I cannot fall for it's greater than all testimony. comes this evening. Sing it to him one more. 
time. Just think about him. He is greater than all my sins. The blood that still cleanses me is the grace that still sets me free. To do what? You know, let's, 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 let's ratchet that up just a little bit more. The prophet of God told us that the bride is the blood by the Spirit. So, you know, it's, it, she was singing the song, you know, about, uh, about the scars and, and thank God for, the, for those things. Well, thank God for the flat tires, too. All the things like we go through and the different things we were talking about this morning, Brother Joe. We're thankful for those. We'd be a bunch of spoiled children if everything just went perfect. Every time we, every time we walked in, and, and you know everything. Like I said, when you become a Christian, your car never breaks down. You, you your bills quit coming in, and and I, oh, that don't that don't happen, does it? Uh, didn't think so. But it's those things that build character. It's those trials and tribulations that we go through that builds character, man. Because what is a testimony it has to start with a test. All right, so, so we know we're going to have them. So to have a testimony, we've got to have a test. All right, Joe, Joe had to have a test. He had to have a test, and he passed the test. If we don't pass it, guess what? We've got to take it again. We're good to be back in the house of the Lord. Just remember these announcements, the different things. The sister that's going to be baptized is Sister Christine's daughter, Donata. So she's going to be baptized. Next Sunday after service, we'll cut the service a little bit short. And uh, so we can go down. I think we've got the venue till about 5 or 6 o'clock uh, in the afternoon anyway. So we really don't have to. We can just take our time. But just remember these announcements. we got Christmas time coming up. Um, we don't believe in Santa Claus, but we do. I do like the spirit of this, of this uh, Christmas time. I'm sorry. I just do. I like the giving and the smiling and finally somebody saying, God bless you and meaning it. You know, we ought to do that all the time. But I'm talking about people out there, you know. And, uh, of course, being a postal employee, I shouldn't like that at all because we spent the past three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, delivering all y'all's packages that you're ordering online uh, that you probably need to go to the store and buy. So, anyway, no, I just ordered something to move a few minutes ago, so I'm sorry. Sorry about that. But somebody had a question today, and we're going to try to answer that question with a little visual, and I hope... If mom's watching in, this is water. I won't spill it. If it spills, it's the devil that did it. <laughs> but we're going to have an example just for a minute. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Like I said, remember all these announcements. Uh, we're going to be, this whole month, we're going to be, uh, uh, something's going on. And just remember all the, all the uh, remember the ones, though, that too, that like I said today, it's a, it's a time where, where, um, if you don't know the Lord really strong, it's a hard time. 
because you want to be with family they're not there or you want this you want that everybody wants to get a gift and and it's all right it's okay the greatest gift god ever gave us he wrapped it in swaddling clothes laid it in a manger but that baby had to grow we're talking about growth here we're not talking about baby i love that baby jesus but that baby jesus he didn't die in his cradle he died on the cross all right so he finished his course he ran his race just like paul says and we're going to do the same thing he give it to us to finish and we're going to finish it by the grace of god let's bow our heads lord thank you for this day thank you for this place that you give us to worship lord i pray that you be with the ones that are on the highways traveling back and different ones lord brother Luis and uh, and brother aaron lord over there uh, preaching now lord and i pray that you touch them father give them strength be with brother christian as he travels over there lord thank you for bringing brother michael back safe and being with brother bob and them in mobile we pray that you touch them father on the way home just bring us back all together in you father just bless this service you be the speaker lord the active participant in jesus name we pray amen because it, uh, the question is about the Son of Man, Son of God, and we're going to try to explain that just a little bit, maybe a little bit out of character, but we are going to get to that um, to that gap or that interval. Because remember, before we start, I want you to remember. Now remember, the headstone left the earth. The headstone is Jesus Christ. So don't look at this thing. That was who he was called because he was the headstone. He was the head revelation of Jesus of God was Jesus Christ all right so that revelation left when Jesus left and took that body up there wherever it is over there another dimension all right everybody with me that was the son of man that was the flesh God that died for me and you then he comes back though he sends back the Holy Ghost because there's a sin curse that he can't get through right now you say, yeah, he can. No, he can't. He said he wasn't going to do it until he came back in a bunch of believers. He wasn't going to touch the earth. We were going to meet him in the air. Then we'd come back in the millennium and all that. But there's a time period in here where he's not on the earth. He was rejected. Now, when he, listen, when Jesus Christ is rejected, he leaves. He tries all he can. He tries, he knocks, he knocks, he knocks, he knocks. But there's going to be a time when he's going to walk off. He's going to say, I tried to give it to you, and you didn't want it. All right. Uh, remember, if you look back in history, even a pope, I think it was Augustine of Hippo, Brother Brown said the Holy Ghost tried to come on him and he refused it. You can do that. You can refuse it and walk away. You know, if you walk away, God's going to walk away too. There's going to be a certain time and that's going to be it. So Jesus, he lived three and a half years or he preached three and a half years. He lived 30 years on the earth. He went home which means over in another dimension, not home, home, but he went to prepare a place is what he said he was going to do. All right. Well, what was that place he was preparing? He was preparing the place in us on earth. He's not building with hammer and nails back over here. He, he come right back into the church as we read and we'll read later. He come back into the church to build his church, to build his body. And we'll talk about that in just a second. So in the, in the beginning was the Word. Word was with God, and the Word was God. It didn't stay in the beginning, though. It comes down here. Because we read in Revelation 3, 14, that, that in the last church age, it would be the beginning of the creation of God. All right? So whatever started has got to end this thing up. Whatever started over here, if there wasn't have been a fall, Jesus Christ would have come in human flesh, and we would have come in human flesh with no fall, no sex. It would have been a spoken word. How'd you get here anyway? You got here surely by sex, but I mean, how'd you get here by birth, by new birth? Spoken word. 
All right. So what are we coming back to? We're coming back to Jesus Christ on the earth again in human flesh and a bride first, then himself. And we'll see that when we start getting into seals because what does the seals do? The seals brings him back to earth. All right. So we'll get into that. But, but just listen. Just hang on a minute because we'll explain something right here with this water. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory beyond begotten the Father, full of grace and truth. You may be seated. For all you ones that are older, you can go ahead and sit down. <clears throat> stand in line at Walmart for three hours, and you can't stand, can't stand out 15 minutes. You still, oh, you younger ones can sit down too. Sit <laughs> our line, bless her heart. Somebody poke her over there and tell her I'm talking to her. You know, there's always one, but I've known three or four. We kind of all grew up together. That's all right. She's old enough to be my mom, but that's all right. <clears throat> so look, he's the, he was before all things. All right, everybody with me? So now, and it was very fitting. This, this come from, this was at Frida's funeral, so this was what was her her flowers were in. All right, this is a white vase, and it's got, did I say that right? Yeah. No, I said base. No, it's a, in Georgia, it's a base. It's not a vase. It's a vase. It's a, no, it's not it's a base. All right, so it has, a, it has the um, cross on it, okay? So now look, this is God. White, and he's full of something. All right? So that's God. All right? Is everybody with me? Yeah. All right? So we're going to take a little side note here. He's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Now, that was him. That in all things he might have the preeminence. Now, when, when, when God, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. All right? So now in position, let's look at position here real quick. We may skip all the way down, but look, this is God. This is the creator. He's got everything in him. He, we, look. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean this. Let's read this. Colossians. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Listen, ain't nobody got no power on this earth but your father. That's right. The one living inside of you has got the most power. It ain't Biden. It wasn't Biden anyway. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't no no superpower. There's no superpower on this earth except Superman Jesus. Okay. All right. Whether thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. So for His purpose, it was all created. All right. And He is before all things. So He was before any of this. And by him, everything consists. So inside of this man that doesn't even have a name yet, Jehovah's not a name, it's a title. But every title is in this vase. Every name, all the healing, all redemption, eternal life, given eternal life, Everything is in this one person right here that stood on earth, stood in heaven, and said, let there be. All right, everybody with me? Now, this person is not going to, he's going to change mask, 
but he's not going to change who he is. By him, all things consist. He created all things. This right here. Let's say this is the creative power. This is, this is the Genesis 1 man. This is the Holy Ghost. This is, this is God that we're going to, in liquid form. All right? But he does have a body. He, he's got a real body. All right? Okay, Brother George, he's got a real body. Jesus is not like a ghost. He don't just, I mean, God's not like a ghost. He don't float around somewhere. He, he's a person. Because remember, we were made in his image. Now, if we were made in his image, then God must look like a man. And have feminist qualities. Hello, somebody. Well, people don't like that, but he did because Adam, Eve was inside of Adam. And we're inside, the, inside of the Lord Jesus. All right, so we got to get out. Because this is all and everything consists. Paul said, if Paul was standing here today, he said, everything that we know about this God is right here. Today. It's in this form, let's just say the balls, and then water inside of it. All right? I keep saying that. Maybe you'll stay awake for a little while. But now here's the head of the body, the church. Now he's going to have, he has a physical body. He picked that up on earth. All right, everybody with me? Now listen, he had a body before, more real than the body he had on the earth. Because it was eternal. Everybody with me? Because we were made in his image. All right? We were made in the image of God. What he done was he took a little bit of drop of that. He formed a, a person. Let's say this little person right here. That's Adam. He took and put some of that. Inside that guy. That by with me. That's Adam. The, the, the head of the human race so far that we know of flesh wise. All right. But this guy still had a body. Because remember, he walked in the cool of the garden. So he must have had feet. He talked. So he must have had a mouth. All right. This may be for the kids, but. All right. He saw. He heard. Adam, where art thou? Didn't hear him, so he went looking for him. All right? That's this guy. He, he had a body that was more real than the one he took on earth. But he couldn't stay this way. All right, is everybody with me? Everybody with me? All right? He couldn't stay this way because he conversed with Adam face to face, and there was, no, there was nothing in between. Is everybody with me? This may take a minute, but is that everybody okay? All right? All right, look. This is, this is God Almighty. He has a body. One more time. He's not a floating ghost because remember when sin happened, he took a lamb and killed it himself and threw the skins into the bushes and said, here, Adam, put this on. Right? So he's, he's more tangent or real than we are. But yet he can walk through a wall. He can be in China, Alaska. Praise God, Alaska. He can be, <laughs> take me there, Lord. He can be in China, Alaska. He can be in a Sahara Desert. Anywhere somebody needs him, he can be there. So he's omnipresent, omniscient, which means he does live in a place, but he can be anywhere. All right? You say, how, you, how how's that happen? He's God. He can do that. Okay. He can travel like that. If you need him, he's there. Just like that. All right? This guy has no boundaries. 
I just got this so you can see it. Because remember, Brother Brown said he covered all space, time, and eternity. But he never was a blob. He, he had a form. Then we talk, we, we talk about the Logos and the Theophany. We talk about the speech. We get into all that. But what happened was God in this form, we didn't know who he was. You can't comprehend a man that can be anywhere, six billion, seven, eight billion people now. He can be in eight billion places at one time and still be one God. Everybody with me? This is the God I love. Okay? And he has all this in here still. This is him. This is his existence. Got it? So now this guy, this man, he made all this, put a little bit of this in Adam. So now he's got all this and a little bit in Adam, and inside of Adam is a little oil called Eve. Right. All right? So Eve comes out. Hmm. I can't find, I can't find Eve. I don't want to make Eve bigger than Adam, but... There's Eve. So now out of Adam comes Eve. And then God separated those two. Put a little bit of himself in there. Because she wasn't lost. She had eternal life in her soul. Okay? But it was imparted and she was full grown. She didn't come a baby. He didn't come a baby. She didn't come a baby. Right? He's not a baby. All right? Never was a baby. This man. Now look, this man never was a baby. Full-grown man. This is God. This is the man. Now, look. But we talked this morning about him coming to earth as a baby. Right? Right. All right. He came to earth as a baby. Now, what happened was between here and here when the fall happened, Brother George, there was a, it was a wall, a chasm. Genesis 3.15. I'll put enmity or a division between God and man so that now I have to keep who I am right here. You've lost your, listen, you've lost your position of God of the earth. You lost it to Satan. You forfeited it to this other guy. And I don't like him, so I ain't even going to put him up there. But there is another person, you know. Three's a crowd. All right. So look. So there's a chasm. So, so, Brother George, God can't move any further. By his own word, he can't touch evil. Right. He can't touch. He hates evil. Right? right? He hated what Adam and Eve done, but he knew they were going to do it. But remember, when he killed that lamb, that put something in between also. Yeah. His blood. Yeah. All right? But it was the blood of an animal, not his blood. All right? Everybody with me? All right, this is kind of elementary, but it's going to get us somewhere. All right, so look, so this, you got this big God that created everything, but he can't get past this. You remember, there's one thing God can't do. There's two things God can't do. God can't remember your sin if you put him in the sea of God forgetfulness, right? And he cannot go past his word. His word said the day you eat thereof, that day you die. In other words, that day death comes in between me and you. All right, everybody got it, okay? So he can't produce anything else but Adam and Eve at that time, right? Because what he was going to do, had there not been a fall, he would have come down and there would have been you, me, 
all the bride, he would have just went. Got it? Everybody with me? He would have just separated himself and said, these are my children. These are the ones I'm going to live with for the rest of my life. Now, what's happening? That's what's going to happen over here. So he's going to have what he said he was going to have. Sin, did, sin, sin put a comma, not a period. Sin put a comma and says, okay, we got to do this. And then that's still going to come over here. Because remember, he's the beginning of the creation of God when he gets over here. Okay? That's the way it should have been. It should have been this in people, flesh people. These two would have spoken the word, not had sex. These two would have spoken the word. Eve would have had you, me, body of Jesus, all the way down. Everybody got me? If you don't understand, raise your hand and stop me. All right? But there was the chasm. There was that thing called death. He said, you eat that, you'll die. All right? So man didn't live a 1,000 years. He lived 969, Methuselah did, but he died. And so death has reigned, the Bible said, death has reigned since then. All right? Because there's no death right here, but he had to put the death in between. You eat that, you die. That's what he said. So he had to put that there. Adam and Eve, they lived their, they lived their life. They had natural children, some say 20-something kids. But that's where the human race came from. And guess what? They died. All right? Then everything else is dying after that. All right? Everybody got me? So through the Old Testament, though, there was a covering Let's say this is the division. This is the covering. God, now people still come. Here's Adam. And, I mean, here's Abraham, Sarah, uh, Moses, David. I'm just saying the ones we know. There's billions others that were living during that time. And what happened was he kept doing this. He kept covering because this couldn't get in this right now. So this had to be a substitute. It would, your sins would hit the blood. He would forgive you. He would forgive that, but he would not. He couldn't come into this person with the Holy Ghost. This is the Holy Ghost. Receive you the Holy Ghost. Right? Everybody with me? All right. So now, then we see that he promised that he would come, Emmanuel, God with us. He promised he'd come as the beginning of the creation of God to bring all this back. Right. All right. So let's not do away with this guy. Okay. Because remember, he's triune in his being. He's not three. There's not, you notice I only got one right here. Right. All right? But what happened to this, this couldn't fellowship with this in the Old Testament. But he wanted fellowship so bad. So, so bad. But because of this, when he said, you eat that day, you'll die. He can't go across his word. All right? But he can make a way out. He can make a provision. All right? So he, he made a provision. He said, all right, you kill a lamb, you kill a goat, you kill a heifer, you kill this, you kill that. And I will not take away your sin. Your sin will remain, but I'm going to cover it, and I'm going to save you. Uh, there's people saved in the Old Testament, but not new birth, not, not this, not this. This is, this is the Holy Ghost. This is the Holy Ghost in a person. That didn't happen in the Old Testament, all right? But he said, I will restore. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. What spirit is that? The Holy Spirit. Upon all flesh. All right. Some will receive it. Some won't. Some it will bounce off of. All right. Like some of y'all that are sleeping is bouncing off of you right now. 
So I'm trying to illustrate this so we stay awake. Amen. All right, so you got so you got the you got the this is eternal life. Got it? This is eternal life right here. All right. So now you come up to a time to where and it's not this time of the year, folks. Kids, no, mm -mm, sorry. Jesus was born in April. We know that. Right. All right. So let's don't don't worry about what season it is. So what happened was, now look, he's going to immorphe over to all God was. He poured it into this guy right here. Christ. Jesus Christ. Got it? Now look, it wasn't that body over here because that's a theophany body. That's a body that can go anywhere in the world. It has no limits whatsoever. Got it? But he immorphed or changed his form into a form where we can see him. Because that's what he wanted to begin with. He wanted to be eternal in his soul and spirit and have a flesh body and that flesh body be eternal. But since he made this decree over here, all these are going to die, but he said, I will restore. In other words, I'll come back. I'm going to, what, redeem what was lost. All right. The only way to redeem what was lost is to become what he was redeeming. Because everybody was born dead. Soul black as night. All right. So Jesus comes on earth, but he's born a baby. He was born through a womb, but no sex. Everybody with me? All right. Now, what happened was, is he came God in human flesh. A baby. Now, remember, a little heavy. He showed up in the Old Testament as God in human flesh called Melchizedek. In type and in form, that's what we're to meet because it was God in human flesh. But it was a full-grown man. So he just he spoke the body into existence, still had this in it. All right? He can't. Listen, there's one person that can't lose eternal life, and that's God. Because he is eternal life. And if you got him tonight, you can't lose it either. So here he is, Melchizedek. But he's not my brother. My brother was born like all of us sitting in this building, come from the same act, same place, same thing. Right? And we have a flesh that the day we were born, the day we began to die. You don't believe it? Look at your picture when you're a baby and look at your picture now. Okay? So that ought to make you believe it right there. But that's not our brother. That's not our Savior. That was one that showed up in type to tell you that I'm coming in human flesh and I'm going to meet my chosen, which was Abraham at the time. I'm going to meet my chosen one face to face, which is Abraham, father of our faith. Everybody preaches on Abraham. All right? <clears throat> But he had to come as a baby here. I can't make this smaller. But in him, all fullness dwelt. Whatever was in this form, immorphed and came down into a flesh body called Jesus Christ. Everybody with me? All right. Now, remember, he's still the creator. The only problem now is, is he's confined to this body. All right, everybody with me? Right. He's confined to this vase, 
or veil of flesh. He can't move like he moved over here. He decided that. Now, I'm telling you, God decided to do that, all right? He decided to become human, to be one person, to be Jesus Christ, that in him would all fullness dwell, all right? So everything that's in here, I keep pulling this up like this, but there, it, this thing is about this full. That's all of God. That's all of eternity. That's all of eternal life. That's all of Genesis 126, man. Your future home's inside this vase, all right? Everybody with me, okay? Now, so he comes here as the son of man because he now is man. All right? He's not only man, he's among men. We can see him. They watched him grow up. He grew in grace and knowledge. I read all that. Somebody had to watch him to see that he grew that way. All right? But inside him, all fullness dwell. Okay? Everything. This is, this is all God. Let's say, all right? Now, let's don't forget this guy over here because remember, they're one, but he can move so fast till he can be in two places at one time. All right? Because who did, who did Jesus pray to? He prayed to the Father. The one that was inside of him. All right? Now, you ready? Watch. And he is the head of the body of the church. I don't want to wipe this Holy Ghost off me. Leave me alone. I want to keep it all over me. Look. Thank you, Brother Donnie. I appreciate that. Okay. All right, so here's Jesus Christ. Here he is walking on the earth 2,000 years ago. He's the son of man because he was born from a woman. I mean, he came the same way we did in the place we come. Everybody got me? Oh, you adults know what I'm talking about? All right. But it was without a male and a female getting together. It was this guy. I shouldn't have made that so heavy. It was this guy created an egg and a sperm and placed it in Mary. She was a little oven, a little incubator, whatever you want to call it. And when you put him in the right position, in the right place, he's going to come forth. So a baby came out. Hmm? The Savior of the world, Emmanuel, God with us. All those scriptures, ever how many hundred there were saying he was coming. That's the way he came. In him, all fullness dwelt. So he didn't have, now watch, he didn't have, now let's, this is not Adam anymore, he didn't have a part of Joseph in him. See, so you have a part of your father. Your father was the sperm and your mother's of the egg, so it takes two. But he didn't need this. He didn't need Joseph. All right? He didn't need him back here to make Adam and Eve. He surely ain't going to need him to make his own body. Because he would have been then born sinful if that was Joseph to make this person. All right? So let's take him out of the picture. Joseph was a good man. He did what he's supposed to do. You'll meet him and see him. But he was not the father of this guy right here. All right? God was his father, this guy over here. Everybody with me? All right? Because we'll get to the question in just a second. So, all right, here's Jesus Christ. This is not, all right, you ready? This is not in spirit form. It's flesh. Uh, the Bible says they held him. They touched him. They talked to him. He talked to them. But in him dwelt all fullness. But this body was trapped on the earth. 
This body couldn't move like it, like it's, like it should over there, right? Because right. you and I can't do that. Right. We're not omnipotent and omnipresent. Only by that we are, but not by this. We're trapped. This is a capsule. This is a capsule that trapped the Holy Ghost. But by this trapping of this capsule is why how Jesus came and brought this, the Holy Ghost. All right? Everybody with me? All right? So he brings the Holy Ghost in a baby, not the spirit of another person, not the spirit of his mom and daddy, not a carnal mind to say, hey, I know how I got here. Not like them. All right? But a baby. But he grew up, as we were talking about. And it says right here, it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. So now, so Brother Branham tells us this position over here was the Son of God, something that went out of God to create. I, I missed that point. Bring it back over here. All right. So to bring, I just got this a few minutes ago, so I'm kind of ad-libbing a little bit here. So anyway, so here is, this is a God you can't, you can't understand this God we're talking about. How can you understand a God that can be in eight billion places at one time, created everything you see? He didn't even, he, he just stood out somewhere, out in the wherever. We have to stand on this. Man has to stand on something. Even if you go to the moon, you got to stand on the moon. He didn't need nothing to stand on. So how are we going to understand him? Because you take that water and you just put it eternity that way and eternity that way. All right? But for us to comprehend him, he brings all that down and squeezes it into this person called the Son of God. This is the Creator. All right, this is the Son of God. All right, this is not a this is not flesh. It came from a woman's womb. Everybody got it? I believe it's a flesh, but it's a flesh that didn't come by the womb of a woman. All right, because remember, Adam was made in his what image. So that was the Son of God. All right, which is the Spirit. Remember when they put this chasm in here? You don't see him anymore except Melchizedek and the Angel of the Covenant. But you see him come in and boom, he's gone. He didn't come to live with us. Melchizedek didn't come to live with us because he wasn't of us. He wasn't our brother. He came down and did a job and left. All right? Angel of the covenant came down, spoke to a group of people, left. Got it? All right? Spoke to Moses, left. All right? See the back part of a man? He saw the back part of the man. Which Brother Brown said, Jesus Christ coming. That wasn't Jesus Christ in flesh. He didn't come in flesh to right here. But when he came in flesh, he brought all this with him. All right? For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. But he was encapsulated in flesh because that's where we fell. We fell in human flesh. Got it? Adam and Eve didn't fall in their soul. They fell in their spirit realm and their flesh realm just produced what they were thinking. Everybody with me? All right. So here we got a guy that now is on earth. The beginning of the creation of God, the way it should have been had there not been a fall. Okay? But there was. So, But he's got to start somewhere. So he is beginning here, but 
It's really strange that he waited till the last church age to tell us that. Revelation 3.14, we read it this morning. That's the seventh church age. That's the salutation to the church age was that he would be understood as the beginning of the creation of God. All right? Everybody got me? All right? So now let's leave him right here for a minute. Take all this out. All the Old Testament, they were types and examples, and they're going to be in heaven. They're not going to be in the new city, not all of them, but they will be in heaven. All right? That new city is only for who? Bride. It's only for that. You see that dripping down? That's every child of God. That's every son and daughter of God. And that's what they got in them. A little bit of God. All right? Everybody with me? All right, now. The question was, is what's the difference in the Son of God and the Son of Man? And we explained it a little bit this morning, but let's explain it a little bit further. But now remember, his body is on earth. 2,000 years ago, A.D., whatever, he was born B.C. 4, died A.D. 30-ish, all right? That's, that's this guy I'm talking about right here. But in him dwelt all the fullness. In him dwelt me and you in spirit form, in fli in spirit form the Holy Ghost, all right? Okay? That's how he could tell them before Abraham was, I am. Right. Not this. That's why they could Listen, this is what they couldn't understand. That God came in human flesh. Yet the Bible in the Old Testament said God was going to come by a virgin in human flesh. The problem was he didn't come to their organization. He didn't come to their church. Hello. So he was out. But yet he was Almighty God. All right? No more, no less. He was God in human flesh. All right? For the, it pleased the Father, all fullness dwell. Now look, he lived here on the earth. And Brother Bram said he never did say he was the Son of God because the Son of God was inside of him. Right. All right? You got to remember, now this has him morphed from something you can, you, can, you can see if you had a spiritual eye. You didn't need a spiritual eye to see this. You needed a spiritual eye, Brother Mark, to see that. What was in him. This is what fooled them. This is what tripped them up. Because they watched him grow in grace and knowledge. They watched him grow in stature and favor with man. This is Joseph's son, they said. No, he was God. Remember, they didn't kill him. They killed him for what? Saying he was the son of God. Saying that he was God in human flesh. Okay, which he was. We know that. So he never did say he was the son of God. He said, I'm the son of man, which is what? Son. Same son. Can't be a different son. Same son. But now he's morphed into man, human man, so that we can see him. And Brother Bradham could see him standing up off of the... I love the way he told that vision because, see, his feet can't touch this earth until the millennium. Brother Bradham said he was about, what, four, five, six feet off the ground. He couldn't touch the ground, but he saw Jesus Christ because that's how he said that looked like him. All right, so here we are, though, back 2,000 years. Let's go back. Here's a man. He's going to live on the earth. He's going to die. This is not going to rot, but this is going to be in a grave dead. All right? This right here goes and gets all those <coughs> souls in paradise Brings them up. He jumps back into this on Easter morning. Everybody with me? Please don't be bored. I like this. 
I didn't know I was even going to do this. We might not even do anything but that. But anyway, we'll do, if we can, Wednesday night, I'll preach Wednesday night. So, so here we got Jesus Christ. He's brought all of the Old Testament is wrapped up in this one guy. Now remember, he can't move in this body though like he wanted to before it died. It can only go so far. And he actually got hungry. Actually, as Josephus said, he sat and groaned with a headache. He, he, he sure he walked on water. But they touched him. When he was on the cross, he bled human blood. His blood. He bled. He died. But on Easter morning, see, this left him. Went down to paradise. Picked up everything in paradise. Brought them all the way back up. Brought them up here and jumped back into this flesh body and made it eternal. All right. Now it can travel like a thought. Now, because of what's going on, this is now eternal. He didn't have to roll that stone away. He did it as a symbol to show the Romans he broke the seal. They couldn't nobody hold him. And I don't believe he went up there and grunted and tried to get the thing open. I believe he just went, and it just went, and he walked right out. But it was a sign to the world. Because remember, only just a few moments later, they're in there all, what's going to happen? He just walks through the wall, appears right there in front of them, and they held him, put the hands in. He ate fish, and it didn't hit the floor. It went somewhere. So he was back into that form. But this is the form he always wanted to be in right here. A tangible God with an eternal body that still had the fullness of the Godhead bodily inside of him. But he said, I got to go away. He said, but I'm going to send a comforter to you. Right? So now look. He said, I'm the son of man, Jehovah himself, called Ezekiel and the prophets, son of man. Because he had to come to fulfill scripture as a prophet. He had to literally stand on earth and say, I'm the one. Right. All right? The Lord your God shall raise a prophet like an unto me. But what was Moses? Moses was human flesh. All right. That's the reason he could not be the son of God there. All right? Now, the Son of God, this is the Son of God. It's eternal life. Because there was a time when that dwelled in this, and this wasn't eternal. When he was born a baby, he was born dead. He was born to die. Remember, the, he, born, he was born to die. He knew he was going to, well, he didn't know maybe when he was a baby, but he knew he was getting older. They said, you're no more than 50 years old. He was only 30. So he was, this was, this was getting old because of the sin curse. But what inside of him was not. That never got old, all right? So that stayed inside of me, but he didn't want this. This was the children he wanted to have back here to put this in them. Got it? My promise, I will clean this up. But I'm going to make a point first. So he said, okay, I'm going to be the beginning of the creation of God. I'm going to start the way I should have started. Back yonder, had there not been a fall. I am going to eradicate sin in this right here. I'm going to prove to you who I am. 
Remember, Brother Brown said he proved who he was on Easter morning. He could have talked a whole 30-something years and they didn't understand. But when he came out of that tomb and he said, All power in heaven and earth has been given unto me, he meant what he said. And he said what he meant. And they couldn't question him because they didn't understand him to begin with. They sure didn't understand him now for him to just walk through a wall but still be tangible. But that's the God I that I serve, okay? And that's what we're going to. The glorified body, this is what that is right here. Now, everybody with me? All right? So now, you take this guy, and he says, I'm going to have a church. That in him, all preeminence, well, I just read it to you. Fullness of God had body in him, but all God was, he poured it into Christ. Now, all Christ is not going to end up right here and just leave this alone and head back home. Because the day he came out of that grave, sin still reigned on this earth. People continued to die. He said, okay, that's fine. But I'm going to take some of this, and I'm going to put it in those people if they'll accept me. I'm going to make them eternal in their soul. With me? I'm going to make them eternal in their soul, but their body is going to have to be redeemed at a later time. Either have to die or you come over here to our age where there's going to be somebody that's not going to. They're going to actually do the same thing. This They're going to stand one day and say, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Because why? Because this is now inside of this. Everybody with me? You wake up a little bit. All right, look. So now this was the son of man dispensation. This was the son of God, the, the spirit God, the, the eternal life, dwelling in a body that was not eternal to begin with but became eternal. I read that scripture this morning, all right? He obtained eternal redemption, this thing, so that he can, we can look back and have a surety. Not that he came out of the tomb, but that guy's inside of you and me now. Everybody with me, all right? So here, so now we got son of man, all right? Got me? Really? Come on. Son of man. Now look. Hands wet. All right? So now, the fullness of the Godhead bodily was in him. That's good. I don't want to get this Holy Ghost off of me. All right, here we go. So now look. He was the Son of Man. This is the Son of Man. Got me? All right. Now watch. Maybe. Now look. The fullness of the Godhead bodily was in him. Therefore, he was the Son of Man. Walked on the earth, like I said, 30 years, plus or minus, whatever you want to say. I'm not worried about how long he lived. I'm just glad he died. Isn't that funny? But I'm just glad he died. I'm glad God died. Because that took it away from the devil right there. So now for 2,000 years, he's been known as the son of God. So on the day of Pentecost, there's 120 of these little things right here. All right, up in an upper room, scared to death. All right. He says, I'm going to send a comforter. I can't come back because I'll have two bodies here at the same time. But I'm going to have a body called a church or a bride. All right? But I can't be here, so I must go away. Now, that's all scripture. I'm telling you scripture. I've got to go away so that someone can come. Who? The comforter can come on the day of Pentecost and put 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 to 120. All right? So now, look. The Son of Man was taken away. 
Got it? But the Son of God's still here. Down through the church ages, 2,000 years, millions of Christians that are born again. But where's the Son of Man? You see the Son of God, the Spirit, dwelling in humans, making them Christians or born again. All right, got it? But there's a promise that that guy's going to come back again, but he can't come back in this form because the earth is still sinful. He has a glorified body now. Once he's went up, remember the two angels said, that man you see going is going to come back the same way in a cloud. We believe that happened. Then the seals open to show us where he's at. He's not back there 2,000 years ago. He's not even in his church anymore. He's in his bride. And then that bride is now going to become a wife because the Holy Spirit's going to be able to work in a group of people like it never has before. All right? Everybody with me? Okay. All right. Now, look. She is him. We, we read that already. So the immorphy has went that all God was he poured into Christ. Now the immorphy is that Christ has poured himself into his church. That he may have the preeminences. Got it? But in the end time, Right now, today, remember, this is that. The headstone. The head revelation was that God was in human flesh in a man named Jesus Christ. Well, that was taken away. That was hid. But now remember, he didn't go away. He just came down here and became the cornerstone to build his church on. Then he's promised, Luke 17, 30, to come, the Son of Man come back in power again in a bride to put this back on top of here to complete his church or complete his body. Everybody with me? All right? So she is him. All right? The amorphy now is that God poured himself in the church as the Son of God working in spirit form. Pause just a moment. All right? Okay? You with me? So now, there's three, but he's not a trinity. So all God was, you poured in Christ. All Christ, he did what? He poured in church. Got it? This is his church or his bride. All right? So he's put part of this fullness now in the I got seven, but I'm not going to pour all seven. Seven church ages got a dip. Right? Still here now. He's still full. This is the fullness. But they got a dip. They didn't get the fullness. They got their portion. They got their portion. They got their portion. All right. One, two, three. I thought I brought. One, two, three. Yeah. Four. Five. Six. I'm not going to break a ball out. But there's eight. All right? Hold on. So, he's going to pour himself into all these church ages in a portion. A little bit of God. But now remember, Brother Brown said, he said, like this is the ocean, Right? This is the ocean, and this is part of the ocean, same substance that was in this. 
but it's been divided. Divided. Everybody good? It's been divided. This has a portion, first church age, second church age, third church age, fourth church age, they have a portion. All right? Five, six. Seven. So seven church ages. Here's the fullness. He's going to pour part of him in each one to give them a dispensation of time. All right? Got it? You got Paul, Irenaeus. That's why the, the church ages had to be divided by a prophet. Man could guess at it or, or wonder, but Brother Brown said, the Holy Spirit told me this one was. I, I looked at Polycarp in this one, but the Holy Spirit said, Irenaeus. Look at it again. Martin, Columba, right? Luther, Wesley, and the seventh age that we're living in now, which is the Holy Spirit come back in power. But now, they have a portion of this. All right. Now, they're already gone. All right? They're in the grave waiting. They didn't pour the Holy Spirit back in here, but they took it with them. But I can't do that, so I'm going to have to pour it back in here. All right? Third church age, they lived out their manifestation. They died. Lived out their manifestation. They died. Lived out their manifestation. Died. Lived out their manifestation. Died. Lived out their manifestation and died. All right? So there was the Son of God in seven church ages, pouring out a portion of himself to each one. Because remember, this one was Luther. Smoked a pipe, drank a beer, talked about God. All right, that was his portion, though. God poured his spirit in there. All right, but they had to die and go away. So, in other words, God just come over here to John Wesley, filled it up maybe a little bit more, you might say. Then with Pentecost, bringing the gifts back and all that. But... In the end time, to come back into this fullness, that's got to come back. But now, listen, not this right now. Son of God, remember, Son of God, Son of God, Son of God, Son of God, Son of God. Man receiving the Holy Ghost and God working through him, giving him gifts and raising the dead, healing the sick. Listen, these were not unpowerful they were very powerful church ages very powerful men but what had happened is man had got involved and took the spirit out of the churches now not luther Wesley, but not 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 the believers i'm talking about the people catholic church fourth church age god couldn't pour himself in it no more they shut him off all right they shut him off by creeds and doctrines, they wouldn't let the Holy Ghost back in the church. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Even in the seventh church age, they turned him down. Even the one we're living in now. We're living in the seventh church age, but remember, we're not in the church age. But the manifestation of God to bring all these out of the grave, just like this guy over here stood and said, All power in heaven and earth has been given unto me, and he brought all the Old Testament out of the grave. Hello? The Son of Man has to come back in power again, God in human flesh, but he can't be in one place at one time in this manifestation because he, he can't stand on earth. His feet can't touch this earth because it's still polluted. So what did he do? He started all over again. 
but he did it in and I'm going to go for save time I wouldn't drink this okay but now you're in this life church age so you're different because your manifestation is to be this guy right here. Okay? Right here. Not so much here. Because this, you can still die. When the Son of Man came back, comes back, here now, there's somebody can't die. So you have your part of the Son of Man. You have your part of the Son of Man. And Brother George, you have your part of the Son of Man part of so that makes you what if you took all of you together you're what the fullness of the Godhead bodily in she is him but it took a prophet to get this water all back in one place Luther couldn't do it Wesley couldn't do it they got their portion they're going to be there they're going to be bride they're going to live in the city the same city you live in but there's going to be a group of people that they're going to walk up and say, Whew, we were in that dimension for a long time. What's your problem? Oh, we were in the last day. Oh, okay. That's, okay. We heard about y'all. You, you, you had a problem. You had a lot of denominational issues. You had a problem. But somebody, thank God, becomes the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's the Son of Man back in the end time. That's Luke 17:30. Malachi 4, 5, all the ones that we're familiar with, that brings this back. Now, let's go through here just for a minute. Let's leave that right there. 319. Y'all have to bear with me here a second. Now, look, flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone, life of his life, power of his power, she is him. All right? One purpose, God might dwell in his church and continue his plan but he's going to bring it all back together again in your flesh in power in the end time because there's no holes barred right. book's been open listen every one of these churches the book's been closed couldn't get all the way out because the book's been closed right. book's open now yes, alright hold on and continue his work through the church all that God was, he poured into Christ because he emptied himself and poured it into Christ. And Christ was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All that Jehovah was, he poured into Christ. We, we made that for an example. And all that Christ was, he poured into the church, not into one individual. That's why I gave. Now, let's stop here just for a second. You held in your hand, though, the revelation of the Son of God. You held in your hand the revelation of the Son of God. You held in your hand the revelation of the Son of God because you, you had the water. You had the Spirit, right? But collectively, though, we're putting it all back into here because he is the Word, right? And what he promised in the end time is, is I promise that he put all this back together. Tie the loose ends. The loose ends is these cups. And I'd throw them out all over the place, but that's the way it was when Brother Brown comes on the scene. You know, you got a word of baptism that's false. You got a Trinitarian doctrine that surely didn't teach this. 
you got this over here. You got all this over here laying around. What did he do? He picked all of it back up, just like Elijah did on Mount Carmel when they tore the altar down. Elijah took all those and put them back in order. That's what he came to do, put them back in order. But he came to do two things. He came then to reveal to us this guy right here. That he can come in your flesh. That he can have the preeminence. These didn't have the preeminence. They had ideas, denominational teachings. That was not right. And all that Christ was is in you. And then to bring that fullness of the Godhead bodily into a people that he could have the preeminence, the oversight, the leading. Now the complete fullness of the Godhead bodily now dwells in his church. All right, now this is the church. There is no other denomination. There is no other bride. There's been brides, brides, churches, brides, but they've got to come one. It takes this revelation really believes that you can be indwelled by this right here. All right? Now listen. He poured in the church, the believers, not the unbelievers, the believers. Now it's God in men, the fullness of the God, fullness of God in the Godhead bodily in his entire church manifesting himself. See, that's the whole deal. We can sit here and talk about this all of our life. But we saw just for a few years in Brother Brown's ministry, we saw the Son of Man ministry back in power. Nothing could stand before him. He discerned every thought and intent you had. He could tell you what color your, your glasses were 15 years ago when you had a wreck in a blue car. Told you what city you were in. Now, that, that was this man. That wasn't William Branham man. That was this man. Because, see, that man was there. Brother Branham was not. But he yielded himself so that just for a moment we could believe that God could do it again. And he's doing it now, fulfilling his word. So now look, Revelation 3.14, to the angel of the church that lay out of sins, these things said, amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, God in human flesh, okay? Not by sex. And that word true is what? The real nature. I just gave you the nature of God in a nutshell. Oh, yeah, he's a rose of Sharon, a lily about. This is what he wants. He wants to be inside of you working itself out. You can call him the Rose of Sharon, Lily of the Valley. You can call him Jesus. You can call him God. If you don't know him, you're just saying names. But when I call June's name or you call my name, there's a nature behind that. I'm quiet, unassuming. Wait a minute. That's Sister Barbara. You know who I am because what? I let it out. And the real nature behind my name is what's attached to me. Right? Same way with you. All right? So the real nature corresponding to the name in every respect responding to the idea signified by the name, real, true, and genuine. That's his church. Luke 2, verse 52. Remember, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God. We went through all that. Talking about growing up because we have to grow up. We knew that. Then we're, we're looking at, look, now watch, he told Pentecost. He said, Pentecost was born like the son, but that same son was born in a family, had to be adopted. That's right. And there's where you missed your calling, friend. All right? Wrong position, friend. When the adoption time come, if the tutor that raised the child found the child not worthy, now look, 
He didn't take the Holy Ghost away from them. He just couldn't use them in the way he wanted to use them. He, didn't, he can't take that. Listen, once he fills you with the Holy Ghost, he can't take it away. All right? You're full till the day of your redemption. But you can hinder the Holy Ghost. Your attitude and mine can hinder the Holy Ghost. But they missed their adoption. Pentecost was in line for the adoption. And they missed it. All right? Brother, we ought to be adopted right now. That's 1953. This is 1959. All right, real quick. Let's go all the way down here. Everybody understands that we were talking about this. The headstone came to earth. He's the head of the body, the church. That in him he may have all the preeminences. And he took the, whole, he took the Son of God, the Holy Ghost, and poured it into every believer in the church ages. But none of them took a body change. None of them was required to take one because only the Son of Man took a body change. So we got to bring him back to get, Brother George, we got to have him back here to get the example. Tell us how. Romans 8, to wit, or to witness, the redemption of the body. All right? Now watch. Let's continue on just for a minute because we're going to get to He's talking about a possession. He's talking about that Holy Ghost on that part. We'll get back to that, but I want to get down here to this. <clears throat> All right, you see, now that's what I've been talking about the whole time. Watch. All right. See, see that? You can't see all of it, but this says Son of God. I just told you, that's the seven cups I put out, seven church ages. He poured into that. All right? But the son of man was the fullness. It was him. It was the man, this guy right here. He was in part. We know in part. We prophesy in part. But that which is perfect is come. That which is in part to be done away with. All right? Not done away with, but it's all going to be poured back into me and you, into here, this church age. Not say, I say me and you, but into this age. All right? So to bring you back to the headstone is the son of man revelation where the body change happens. There's a lot of people laying dead in a grave today that had all these virtues working in their life. Peter was one of them. Brother Branham was one of them. Paul was one of them. Some great men. But you and I are still alive. We still can take a dip. So now let's look. Get your Bibles out just for a minute. And we'll, we'll try to cover a little bit of this and we'll, if we get to it too fast. We'll do it again on, because we got communion just a little bit. Go to Revelations. Now, look, there's an interval, but a period between two events or time. So there was a period that God worked as a son of God. He was here as a son of man, worked as a son of God through church ages. And then all of a sudden, hang on a minute, all right? So now, an amount of space. It's a time. It's a, it's a, now, look. Remember, God doesn't have spaces. God's a continuous. He's continuing. There's no cut in the, eternal, in the eternal rope. There's no cut. Man has tried to cut it, but God just put it right back together. All right? But it just goes completely. So God doesn't have any gaps. So let's go to Matthew 24, verse 4. Matthew 24. Like I said before, if you got a Schofield Bible, he pretty much lays it out for you. 
Now, maybe not so much in Matthew because he didn't understand. It took a prophet to understand Matthew 24 was a seal. All right? Matthew 24, 24 starting at verse 4. All right? Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, Bob covered that Wednesday night under the mystery of iniquity. The mystery of iniquity is that somebody's going to try to tell you they're God or not. All right? Mystery of iniquity. Take heed that no man, man, deceive you. For many shall come in my name, many, and say, I'm Christ, and shall deceive many. All right, now, Brother Brown broke those down for save of time. Brother, br Brother Jesus. Jesus was preaching six seals. Matthew 24, starting at verse 4, if you'll look up here in my um, reference. Matthew 24, verse 4 through 30-ish. He preached six seals. Now let's go to Matthew 24, 32. Now remember, six seals, six church ages. All right, we'll cover that. I know it clears mud right now, but we'll cover it. It'll open. Now watch, Matthew 24, verse 32 through 35. Now what is the fig tree? The fig tree has nothing to do with the opening of the spiritual part of the seals. Everybody with me? I said the spiritual part. Got me? All right. The seals open in spirit form to the Gentiles, but to the world in its original form. All right. Okay. Matthew 24, verse 32. Jesus has got down to, and, and the sixth seal, he's, he's saying the, uh, talking about the return of the king and glory, but he's talking about the tribulation. All right, then he's talking about the parable of the fig tree. Now, learn a parable of the fig tree. What is the fig tree? Always is Israel. Parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and put it forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. We go, what? Brother Brown said, what? Look at, watch Israel. He said, watch Russia and all. But he said, if you want to know the time, he said, you look at Israel. All right, look at Israel. We'll look at them now. So likewise ye, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man know, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Now that's Matthew 24, verse 36. What is the seventh seal? Now remember, Brother Brown does not cover this. But I'm covering it by my revelation that Brother Brown said the seventh seal was Christ. And it was Christ coming back to the earth, right? All right. I got a quote here, Brother Brown, right here, souls in prison. He says, look. He says, the sixth seal produced itself. The seventh seal brings him back to the earth. Okay. All right. Brother Dale's covered this many, many times. But you look at Matthew 24, verse 36, and watch him start talking about his coming back. All right. Let's read it. How can y'all read with your eyes closed? But of that day and hour knoweth no man. What? When he comes back. Not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Now watch. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So he's given you 
that he is preaching the seventh seal. Remember, he is that seventh seal. So he is Christ, and he is saying he's coming back to earth. Now watch. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage. Hello, somebody. Is that not what we're doing now? Until the day that Noah entered the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. This world denominational system has no clue who the Son of Man is. I'm sorry, but you can't get a revelation of the Son of Man and shut yourself off. You can't have all these false ideas and shut yourself off and have this. Because look, you can, pour, you can pour gallons on top of that and never fill it up. That's the way the denominational church is nowadays. He's not even there anymore. Why? They rejected him. They're the one that put him out. They're the one that turned the cup over. We don't want you anymore. We don't want that Father, Son, Holy Ghost to be one true and living God. We don't want that to be water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want this way. We want this way. All right? But when the Son of Man comes, how's he going to come? He's not coming in human form. He's coming in bride form. She is him. All right? Just for a minute here. Is everybody okay? 36 through 44, you keep reading. Then shall two be in the field. One be taken, the other left. Talking about the rapture. And when's the rapture going to happen? After the seventh seal has produced itself, after we have come to a position and a place. All right? Now look. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one taken, one left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Watch this though, but know this. All right? You got your Bible, but know this. Now, that, listen, this is red letter. This is Jesus talking. Okay? This is the Lord telling us what's going to happen. Watch, therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Verse 42. Verse 43, watch. He says, but know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered the house to be broken up or... Flipped over. Right. We know that. We know that revelation. Therefore be ye also ready. For in such hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. He's in his church. They're looking for him in physical form. You know, they, I was telling you that guy from that Pentecostal guy, he says, oh, I'll be glad when, when the, the Eastern, the Bible tells us, the Eastern sky is going to split and Jesus is just going to walk down. Oh, what a bright and cloud this morning when the dead in Christ are rising. We hear the toot, to toot, to toot and all that. All that symbols. We have already seen that. And I told that guy, I said, now, now brother, I said, the Bible tells me that he's coming as the Son of Man, but he's coming as a thief in the night where you're not going to remember, you're not going to know when he's coming. I said, if he comes and breaks the eastern sky and he comes walking down through this golden stairs, I said, the whole world's going to know it. I said, that's a judge. You don't want to see that. You want to be gone when that comes. You really want to be right behind that guy when he comes or with him. Praise the Lord. Therefore, be ye also ready. Ready. I love that. 
ready for in such an hour as you think not the son of man will come wow who then is a faithful and wise servant whose lord hath made ruler over the household to give them meat in due season has he not give us meat in due season has he not give us this revelation that this guy right here is not coming that he's here but he's here in a form that don't, nobody knows him because he's in a multiple form called a bride. He's hid himself in a bride. He's hid himself in the simple people. It would be wonderful to, to watch, to, to see Jesus walk through that door, but he can't because of his word. But he did promise he'd come back. So he is here, but he's in your form. He's in bride form now. He's not in his form. He will be back in his form in just a little while. Don't worry about it. All right, so now, so we see that Matthew 24, verse 4 through 31, the six seals. Brother Brown was preaching the seals. Then he has an interval. He stops, and he talks about Israel. All right? Then the seventh seal comes and produces itself in 36 through 44. All right? Now let's continue just for a minute. I'm going to cut this short. We'll finish it Wednesday night. Lord willing. But remember all this time Noah was in the ark. The bride is sealed in with Christ. The last member has been redeemed. The sixth seal has produced itself. The seventh seal brings him back to the earth. Now, we'll get into all that a little bit later on. <clears throat> the lamb come and took the book out of the right hand of him and sat down and claimed what he owned, what he had redeemed, not what we redeemed. It's always been that third pull. Now, listen, three is perfection. The ministry comes, listen, the ministry comes to its perfection when it reproduced Christ again in natural amongst human beings as was predicted as it was in the days of Noah, the Son of Man coming back in power, but in a multiple form. Let's do this right here, and then we'll get ready for the communion. Revelation 6, verse 1. Now, this is the actual seals. All right. Revelations 6, 1. All right, you ready? Revelation 6, 1. And I saw when the Lamb had opened one of the seals. That's the first seal. Second seal is, if you've got a Schofield Bible, it tells you, verse 3 and 4. The third seal, verse 5 and 6. The fourth seal, verse 7 and 8. The fifth seal, verse 9 and 10 and 11. The sixth seal is verse 12 through 17 everybody with me now chapter 7 verse 1 should have said and when the seventh seal opened right there was silence in heaven couldn't happen it's got to happen in the eighth chapter because what is the seventh chapter it's the calling of the jews through two prophets doesn't that sound familiar and after these things, look, and after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds. That's the wars. Remember, Brother Brown, I'm talking about the wars and the woes. That the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any trees. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, stop, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Now look, and I heard the number of them that were sealed. Here's the identification. They were sealed 144,000. Now, that's not us. That's not the bride at all. That's not the Gentiles at all. That's the Jews. 
12,000 out of each tribe is going to be sealed or saved after we're gone. That there was sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. And then it tells you, breaks down each tribe. Now turn on over to Revelation chapter 8, verse 1, and it picks up the seventh seal. Very first. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. We'll get to that also. Let's do this, let's do this one right here. Because why don't you watch this in Revelation 8? Now, look, we're still in Revelation 8, but now we're going to verse 2 because the trumpets have got to sound. All right, let's don't get confused in all this. Let's just look at the interval, and I'll talk about it in just a second. So, Revelation 8, verse 2, if you've got a Schofield Bible, it says, And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. All right, so now that's trumpet 1 is verse 7. Trumpet 2 is verse 8 through 9. Trumpet 3 is verse 10 through 11. It tells you, and the third angel sounded. Verse 12, and the fourth angel sounded. All right? Go to verse 9, and the fifth angel sounded. All right? Then go over to verse 13, and the sixth angel sounded. Now, the seventh doesn't sound yet. All right? Everybody with me? There's an interval. There's a place to stop. Now, Revelations 10, we ought to know what that scripture says, Revelations 10, 1 through 11. That's, to the, that's the bride, and it's showing the prophet bringing the word of God being brought by a prophet, not two prophets. All right, with me? So chapter 10, is something's inserted to bridge the gap between the sixth trumpet and the seventh trumpet. There's an interval. But something happens. There's a prophet brought in. Revelation 10, 7. In the days of the voice of the seventh angel. Well, now, that seventh angel is not to the Jews. He's to us. Amen. And John types a bride, which is not to Jews. It's to us. I'm going to explain all this later. I just want you to see the continuity. We went over this real fast, but I want to kind of slow down. But I'll go back and tell you what's going on in between this because something is going on. But there's a bridge that bridges them together. Now, look. Let's go to Revelation 11. Now, watch. Revelations 10 is a prophet and a bride showing up, all right? We're still the seventh trumpet's not sounded yet. Revelations 11, 1 through 14 is what? Two prophets. See, now look, there was giving me a reed like a rod, 11 verse 1. Angel stood and said, rise and measure. In other words, he measured. And look at verse 3. And I will give power unto my two witnesses. That's not the bride. That's 144,000. That's God taking two prophets and sending them to the Jews, all right? Then you go all the way over to Revelations 11, all right? You got it? You go to Revelations 11, verse 15, right here. Revelation, you see it on the thing. Revelations 11, 15, it says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there was a great voice in heaven saying, What? The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign Forever and ever. We'll cover that a little bit later. But also, you don't have to turn your Bibles. We'll do this real quick. Y'all go ahead and get ready for the communion. Revelation 16, if you go to the vials, verse 1 through 12 is the six vials. Revelation 16, 13 through 16 picks up that Trinitarian doctrine that comes in between the <coughs> 6 and 7. We'll cover that later. I just want you to 
tweak your interest a little bit maybe. Revelation 16, though, 17 through 21 brings in the seventh vial. All right? Everybody with me? And that's not all. We've got several other ones, but that's enough for today. But there is an interval between 6 and 7 always. Like I said before, even Brother Brownham, he preaches six seals, has questions and answers, preaches the seventh seal. He preaches six church ages. He stops and preaches ten virgins and <clears throat> one other sermon. So there's something going on when that six happens, and then there's a gap, and then there's a seven, just like this right here. Now look, faith is not an ad. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's an interval. The Holy Spirit comes on the scene. Now, what happens in Revelations 10, 1? The Holy Spirit in Christ, Christ, the Holy Ghost, comes down. Revelations 10, 1. All right? Now, go to Revelations, all the other ones, where now, listen, the Holy Ghost is going to come down in two prophets. So it's always the Holy Ghost showing up between the 6 and the 7 to what? To shore things up. Patch everything up and get everything ready because that seventh seal is such a great thing. Brother Ram tells us many times, that's such a great thing. Silence in heaven. He said everything was silent. We were all watching. Well, the, after the sixth seal, listen, if you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're not going to see it anyway. All right? Everybody with me. Let's stand to our feet. Just a little bit of teaching today, and I appreciate your patience, but we'll cover more of this on Wednesday night. It's just kind of an offshoot, but it's still is in continuity with the statue of a perfect man, all right? <clears throat> so let's, uh, if you want to, put on the screen and we'll read the, read the scripture there for the, uh, for the communion. They'll find it in a minute. But I hope you enjoyed. We, we really had a good time um, studying on that. I did it extensively uh, several years ago. And I really enjoyed getting back into it and seeing that there, that interval and that gap of that pause or that rest time. Because what's going to happen is, is God's going to take a bride home. Then he's going to go to Israel. But he's not done yet because we've got to come back. Gentiles have to come back, so we have to come back to the earth. So let's read the communion. We'll get into that just a little bit later. All right, you ready? <clears throat> We'll go to 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. All right, put it up there and let's read it. For I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and take, he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for just you 11. No. Anywhere in this, he never differentiates. Um, Judas. Now, he does say the son of perdition a little bit before that or after that, but watch. But when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. The body. Now, what's the body of the Lord? It's us. It's the discernment of the, of the, of the bride, the, the church body. Shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. That's why we have communion every month. I got up this morning, and I'm hoping that slate got clean. 
I don't say hope. I know it did because I asked God to forgive me of all the things I've done. Catch me up, Lord. If I miss something, I'm sorry. Bring it to my remembrance. He said he would, and I'll go make it right. And that's what Brother Bram said. But I'm going to go ahead and take communion. If he tells me something right now, I'm going to go ahead and take communion. But I'm going to get that thing right. All right? To what? To keep us clean. All right? But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that you come not together into condemnation. And Paul said, the rest I'm going to set in order. When I come back to see you Corinthians, I'm going to come back. I always thought that when I read that script, David would read that scripture. I thought it was the Lord talking. It's not. It's Paul talking. Paul said, the rest, I, in other words, he's writing them a letter. He said, okay, I'm giving you this ordinance. He said, the rest I'll tell you when I get there. Either in 1 Corinthians. Well, see, he went back for 2 Corinthians, so that's probably him writing, saying I'm coming back. Because the Corinthians was like me. They were a little slow. They were a little hard-headed. But, uh, so he had to write two letters. I like what somebody wrote on Facebook the other day, <gasps> Facebook, that said, if Paul was here, what kind of letter would he be writing? Think about that. Because that's what he done. Paul wrote a letter because of what he saw. In his travels, he saw. That's how you got your Bible. He would see him. He said, such were some of you. You ready? Such were some of you. You were this. You were that. You did this. You did that. You did this, 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 this. Uh, you're getting drunk at the table. That's not what the Lord wants you to do. This is what I want you to do. You can go eat at home. But when you come together, you come here, we take communion, you can go home and eat. We grew up with a, a pastor, Brother Mike Canada. When we took communion on Sunday, we always would go to Dairy Queen and eat. And I'm sorry, I was a little kid, and I didn't like the day that we took communion because he told the congregation, go home and eat. Because it says, let him eat at home. So I, didn't, I like going to Dairy Queen. So. <laughs> sorry, I'm a kid, I'm a human. But I got some of this now, okay? But uh, but uh, that and that that's okay because he was a pastor. He was told that's, that was his revelation, okay? But what Paul was saying is, he said, "Hey, brother Bram explained it. He said, hey, don't be sitting here getting drunk and eating mutton and and you know gravy and biscuits and don't be. This is not the Lord's table to do that. We're gonna take wine and that's not really good. I mean, you're not gonna go to a restaurant and order that for a meal, right? You're not." Listen, he took bitter herbs, bitter. All the things were bitter because he, he lived a bitter life. He gave his life. So, oh, yeah, we like for the communion wine to be, taste good, and this actually will be the first communion wine that I made of this batch, so will. But now listen, I don't want it to be, it is good wine, but I don't want it to be the best wine in the world. I want it to be where we remember the Lord when we take it. Same way with that bread. I like my biscuits about that thick, but it's got addition to it, Right? That has no addition. That's just flour and water. It's plain old flour and water. Plain flour, no self-rising. Plain, nothing added. So that's why we're taking communion. Not just that we, somebody said the other day, why don't we, Mom, I think Mom did about explaining each one of these. Why do we do that? Why do we drink wine instead of grape juice? We'll get that maybe next year. We'll try to pick some subjects and do that maybe on a Wednesday night and tell you why we eat that bread that's just nothing but just rolled out flour and and, and some churches you'll go to, like ours, and you hear a crunch. You go to some churches, it's like pulling it apart like rubber. 
But you're not supposed to enjoy it. That was his body that was broken for us. He said, this you do in remembrance of me. So we're going to remember the Lord. We're not going to worry about eating. We're, not going, we're going to separate that. We're going to take communion. Then if you want to go eat, you go eat wherever you want to. It doesn't matter. That doesn't make But right here, we're taking this communion because that's what God told us to do until he comes. Now, I know there's a lot of people in the message say that he came in 1963, so we're not taking communion anymore. That's a bunch of baloney. A bunch of baloney. Okay, that's an ordinance that we should do. Once a month, we, we try our best to do it every month. So let's bow our heads just for a moment. Let's clean ourselves out. Let, let's, uh, Brother Brown said, pray for your pastor. Pray for Brother Dale. Pray for individuals. Pray for whoever you want to. Pray for yourself to get clean so we can take this communion. So let's bow our heads. Lord, we pray that you'd help us, Lord, to see more of you, and that we'll go back, as we say, 2,000 years ago, and remember that you were standing one day right before you died, and you said, do this till I come. This is an ordinance I would like for you to do till I come, and Lord, I pray that we do it, Lord, in, like I said, in humbleness, and not to, not to be a feast, and and be screaming and, you know, like a regular feast would be, Lord, let us take this in, in sweetness and humbleness. In the quietness of a church, we'll take this communion, Lord, and we'll remember you and what you did for us. And, Lord, one day we'll take this and we'll see you face to face. We'll be able to take the communion with you and be the best wine we ever tasted then and be the best bread we ever tasted. Lord, I pray that hasten the day that that happens. Be with our congregation, Lord. Bless each one. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible said he took the bread and he blessed it. Lord, thank you so much for this bread. It's been made with holy hands. It's been made and prepared for this one day. And then what's going to happen is tonight, Brother Ryan's going to take it home and burn it beyond recognition so it'll not be held over, so it'll not be ate again. It'll not be a held over revelation. It'll be pure manna from heaven. We appreciate you, Lord, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Has anybody ever seen um, um, the Jewish, um, they call it matzah, matzo? It's bread, and they take it for their Passover and different things. But it's made pretty much like this, but it's got holes in it. They punch holes in it. If you ever watched Brother Chad Lamb, look behind him on his wall. That's what it is. It's the bread. It's it's in the either in the... A picture of it, or it's either in the uh, uh, wallpaper, but it's it symbolizes the holes that were punched in Jesus. That we remember that He took that for me and you. He took it all, took it to His bosom, and like I said, He said, "I'll do it." He knew He was going to do it before the foundation of the world. When He was way over there, when He created this world, He knew He was going to, have to die for a group of people. And he did it gladly because he had to get me and you out. And to get us out, he had to come in human flesh to let us out because he didn't want a fellowship in that bowl of water. So he wanted an individual fellowship. He wanted to know your revelation. He wanted to hear about Brother Joe having a flat tire and, and uh, 
not knowing he was going to get a blessing out of it, right? He'll make this trial a blessing, right? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this wine, Lord. It's been made, Father, and I pray that it'll be satisfactory for you, Lord. And I pray that you will sanctify it, Lord, to our bodies. And, Lord, let us just remember you as we raise the cup up, Father, that you took the stripes, you died, you bled, but you came back. And you came back in a bunch of believers, Lord. And now we're doing this until you come, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come morning, I'll walk by the river. I'll rest neath the evergreen tree. I will carry my cross through the midnight. Come morning, there's glory for me. Sometimes I'm despised, so was he, and rejected. And I question, oh, Father, how long? Then I fix my eyes, more look at Mount Calvary. And it gives me the strength to go on. Come morning. There's something about that song that you remember what Brother Brown said. He says, some morning between 6 and 9. He said, we're going in a rapture. Then when we get over there, he said, in one morning, he said, it ain't going to be morning. He said, but one time you come walking by the river. He said, you hear somebody singing Amazing Grace over in a little old cabin. He said, that's me. Because that's what he wanted to be. He didn't want no mansion. He wanted just a little cabin. Come morning, there's glory for me. Sometimes I'm despised and rejected. And I question, oh, Father, how long? It's not going to be long, though. Then I take one more look at Mount Calvary. And it gives me the strength to go on. All this I explained today. In his mind, he knew every drop where that was going. He knew every person that was going to get the Holy Ghost. He knew every person that was going to turn it down. He knew all of his names of his children, every drop. He said, you're engraved in the palms of my hand. So when he went to Calvary, guess what? That nail went right through my name. Went right through my name. And he knew I was coming. He knew you were coming. He knew you'd want it. More than life itself, you'd want it. <clears throat> we thank the Lord for each and every one of you for being here. Appreciate the church family. Remember again, like I said, next Sunday will be one service here. We'll have a baptism service, and then we'll we'll head down to the uh, to the uh, venue and have a, a time of fellowship, uh, food. And uh, we'll be giving out uh, cards and, and giving out our silver dollars and all the things that we've done for 40-something years. So um, just make plans to attend because we'll have some good food and fellowship. So let's partake.
Thank you, Lord. The other night was over at Dad's house. You ain't been here in a long time. We was talking about something. He just looked up and he said, I want to take communion. We didn't have time to make the bread, but I went downstairs because that, that, what you just drank, there's about five other gallons of that downstairs. I made a lot, so don't get any ideas. So we're not going to have one cup. Brother Richard Roberts would like to have them in these. But I got a couple. Sorry, Mama had a couple of these cups. So I went downstairs. I got communion wine for all three of us. We prayed over it, and we took communion. He closed his eyes and prayed. He took it right up. He's still in there somewhere. We just got to pray for him. Um, we are having a little issues with him. I really appreciate your prayers. I, we don't tell everything, but but uh, it's it's serious enough to where um, it's taxing on the whole family. Um, if Janet and Boyd were here, then Janet would tell you that that, that Louis body dementia and uh, they become very combative. Uh, they become very agitated, and they have um, he has uh, sundowners which means as soon as the sun goes down, he's up. And we're staying with him 24-7, so you pray for us. We're not paying anybody now. We're staying ourselves. And Zach's staying at night, and we're staying during the day in shifts because you can't leave him by himself. He he can walk, but he's a he's a fall risk big time. And um, he's, he still has the incontinency and all. So we have to really take care of him and, and pray for Mom because she's a little bitty woman and, it's hard for her to get him up out of the chair, and that's what we do. And he's still a big old man, still likes to eat. And uh, so, um, well, you got to laugh because then you cry. But um, he gets in some of those ways, and the, the devil gets a hold of him, and and he becomes a little bit agitated, and we have to try to calm him down. So we just, just pray for him. Your prayers will be the only thing that calms him down. There's no drug. We can, they can give him something knock him out. But we don't want that. We want him to have his mind. Like I said, I told him the other day, I said, Pop, I need you back in church. I need you back. I need support. I need some support here. You know, I need you back in church. I would love for him. I would absolutely not preach for a year if he'd come and preach for a year. And we, and we, it's his pulpit, so he can preach anytime he wants to. But I told him, and he said, no, I'm not ready. He said, no, I can't do that. So, but we just keep praying. All things happen for a purpose. We cannot say that the devil is taking control of all this. No, God's in control of every bit of it. If we believe we're Christians and we believe we're, we're I believe we're a solid message church, uh, then all things happen for a purpose. We're going, we got a bride. We got to go. We got to head forward. We got to get out of here. We have a message, I believe, that will take us out of here. So just, just remember him in prayer, mom and the family too, that we'll have enough strength. It's, it's kind of tough when you get one hour of sleep and have to get up and go to work the next day because he keeps you up all night. And, and it's not him. It's, it's just the devil binding his mind and, and his body, and we're just going to pray that that thing will break open and, uh, and that there will be some sunshine in all this. 
Okay. So let's bow our heads. We'll get ready to leave. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to the time of foot washing, Lord, as the sisters go downstairs, Lord, we pray that you'd be with each one, Father. And you know our needs. You knew them before the foundation of the world, Lord, and, and you set things in, in order, Father. And I pray that we'll be able to see that order. Lord, just help us to enter into that order of you, Lord. I don't want to be out of the will of the Lord. We all don't want to be out of your will, Lord. We want your perfect will, not your permissive will, Lord. We want you to bind those things that, that are bothering all of us, Lord. And, and just as we were saying, there's all through the church ages, there was, there was a binding of, of a spirit that come in of the Antichrist. Well, Lord, I pray according to the scripture that, that, you're, that Satan is exposed in the end time through the open book, Father. And I pray that you would give us revelation, Lord, to, to help us realize that that white horse rider is riding away from us. That there's, there's fear in his heart, not fear in our heart but there's fear in the devil's heart. And Father, I pray that you'd be with each one. Lord, just sanctify us for this journey that we're on. Be with us this coming week, Lord. Give us strength until Wednesday night, Lord, and then next Sunday. Lord, we pray that you'd bless the ones that are sick, the ones that are not here, the ones that are traveling, Lord. Brother Luis and Brother Aaron and, and Brother Christian will be there, and now Brother Bob will be coming back, and Brother Michael will be there. He's down there with them. He'll be coming back, Lord. I pray that you'd be with them, be with Sister Milka, Lord, that whatever's happening to the car, Lord, that you'd take, take, take care of it supernaturally, Lord. Man has done all they know to do, but, Lord, I pray that you'd turn those lights off and, and all those warning lights that are coming on, Lord. Uh, you're a God, that, you're a God that, that likes us to ask for big things, but, Lord, we sometimes have to ask for little things. Lord, just come and touch that car, Lord. Sister Milk has drove years and years and years. I pray that you'd help her, Lord. She brings Sister Christine and a family with them, Lord, and they weren't able to be here today, Father. So I pray, Lord, that you'd touch that vehicle, Lord, and just bless it. Be with each one, Father. Forgive us of our sins and our faults, Lord, as we come to the, the time of foot washing. Lord, may we see that you, as God Almighty in human flesh, got down on your knees and washed dirty feet. So, Father, we ought to do the same thing. Lord, we pray that you sanctify us now in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's read the scripture, and then we'll go. John 13, verse 2, verse 17. As soon as we get finished, sisters, go ahead and head downstairs. And uh, be reverent, like I said before, and um, be um, mindful that it's a prayerful time. And supper being ended, the devil having now put in the heart of Judas, his carrot, some son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and he was come from God, and he went to God. He rises from supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wash them with a towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered and said, If I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not only my feet, but my hands and my head. Jesus said unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit talking about the inside guy and you're clean but not all for he knew who should betray him therefore he said you're not all clean so after he had washed their feet and had taken his garment was set down again and said unto them know you what i have done to you you call me master and lord and you say well for so i am if i then your lord and master have washed your feet you ought all to watch each other's feet one another's feet for i've given you an example that you should do as i've done to you now if the god almighty in human flesh give us an example we should follow that example all right Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that is sent him. 
If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. I'm happy when we come to foot washing communion. I'm happy when we do a water baptism. I'm happy when we do a baby dedication. I'm happy just when I come to church. Amen? So they don't tell them how many demons you fought to get here. That's right. All right? So you're dismissed. God bless you, sisters. Go downstairs and 